Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm Johnny Morton. And I'm Carla Morton. And we are so glad you're here with us today. Uh, Today, what we really want to talk about is men and women. And the differences. Yes, very, very different. Is If you're married and listen to this, then you already know that. We're not telling you something you don't know. Um, let's start at the very beginning, Genesis. When God created us people, uh, Genesis says that God created us in his image. In his image, he created us male and female. And now we know that there are profound differences in us anatomically, that we just look different and obviously in a lot of ways. But maybe even more profound than the physical differences are the differences in our brains and the way we think. Uh, Let me share this quote real quick as we start out here. And this is a philosophy professor from the University of Texas, and I'm probably going to butcher his name, so please forgive me, sir. His name is Dr. Bud Zashevsky. We'll go with that. Uh, Dr. Bud made a comment. Uh, one of his students uh, said something to him and was talking about that there's really not that much difference uh, between men and women. Uh, tried to argue that except for our genitals, men and women are identical, to which Dr. Bud responded, hey, our brains are even more different than the rest of our bodies. And I think that's not a truth that everybody realizes. That's a very profound truth. And I think probably the reason we want to talk about it, not just probably, but the reason we do want to talk about it is we want to make sure that, let's face it, marriage has got lots of struggles. And we've made reference to those. If you listen to our first two podcasts, you we, we shared a little bit about our marriage. But what we don't want to happen is that people take the differences in men and women, particularly the way they think and the way their brain works, and basically take a brain issue and turn it into a heart issue. I think that was that's something that was really profoundly impacting for us to begin to kind of get that, that truth you just said, because it's really easy to take brain issues, differences in men and women and make some of those behaviors, some of those responses become heart issues. Yeah, I I think probably some of the ones I know that we struggled with was just how much we each communicated and talked that you tend to be much more open about sharing your feelings and want to connect that way. And me, like a lot of men, you know, we're not sure how to share our feelings and what we feel about something. And so we tend to be much more reserved and quiet about that. And a lot of times that can come across, well, does he just not love me? Or did I do something wrong? Why won't he share with me? Oh, yeah, that's, that's for a lot of couples, that's an issue. Now, one thing we want to say is we're kind of talking in generalities, and we're certainly going to share what Johnny and I struggle with. And you may be the, listening and be the exact opposite. So we're going to talk about some things in general that women tend to do more of based on what we think about the brain and what we know and the way men generally respond. Let's go ahead and start out with a couple of things I think that maybe you've heard a lot because I know we used to hear those and I think are really myths about the difference in men and women. 
Uh, Carla, talk about the brain, sort of that right-left brain thing. Well, some of the, um, for a long time, what we've been based thinking about men and women and the differences has come from maybe some information back in the 50s and 60s and newer information, um, neuroscience, really is telling us a few things that are different. For example, one thing is that we have thought generally that women talked more than men do. Don't laugh. I know. That's, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so... You do talk more than I I know. I do. It is true for us. But what they're now saying is that may or may not be true, that men, women may not particularly talk more than men. They definitely think there's a difference in the fact that women may talk more in private. The words a man does use, he may use more of those words when he's in public. Yeah, I think at one time, one of the, uh, quote, facts that I, I remember reading or hearing was that women used about 20,000 words a day where men only used 10,000. And what the most up-to-date research is finding out is, no, they usually talk about the same. It's just where they tend to do most of their talking. So I think that's one thing to think about. Again, it's maybe just one of those if you would, legends, myths that's been around that we just assume that a woman does talk more. And in our case, it would be true. So that's one thing. Okay, let's talk about the other thing. Um, and I'm going to let you handle this because you are the medical side of the family. Um, you know, I know they used to hear like men are more left brain, they're analytical, they're all facts, and women are more right brain, they're artsy, creative, and emotional. Yeah, there's really not science that tells us that there is one gender that is more dominated by one side of the brain than the other. But there is research that talks about the connections in our brain, isn't it? does. There? And for a woman, the right to left hemispheres have more connections, generally speaking, in the brain compared to a male who does not have as many moving right to left. So what that says, as far as that piece of it, is probably the idea of multitasking and everything being connected and interrelated for women. Again, that's probably very true in a lot of areas. So you can see why a lot of moms, a lot of women, professionals, they juggle it all and they juggle it well. And also everything's connected to everything else. So you're saying I don't multitask very well? You in particular do not now i'm not speaking at all about okay. men in general because i give think me an about, example give me an example okay like you really can't do but one thing at a time so that that would just be the I example can do more than one thing not at a really time. um and the other thing that's interesting about men in this regard and because it is that what they think is there's more fibers in the brain that run front to back so more of a linear movement um, and so, again, the idea of being very focused, very driven, kind of one in one place, one moment in time focus. And so for a man, let's say you were doing something. I don't mean watching television, but it That's could be watching something. television. Okay. So you're doing something and I walk in the room and say, hey, and I start to tell you something. If you're really engrossed in working on something on your computer or something else, Sometimes it almost takes mental energy for you to move out of where you are and move into what I'm speaking about. And so for a lot of men, 
again, wiring of the brain, the way they're processing, that really is hard to do. And we, we, on the other hand, females, generally, I can be doing something, and I don't mean always, but you can walk in and say something to me, and I got it. I mean, I'm processing it that in the other part of my brain. Where, yeah, y'all can't see it. He's rolling his eyes. But um, it's true, though, right? Yeah, I agree. I think this just happened just the other night. I was over there working on my computer, and I can't remember what you were telling me to do, but it was almost like it was literally just a, sort of this conflict going on in my brain. Okay, I need to do that, but I need to do this. And it was like, I can't focus on think, do what you want me to do until I finish where I am. Because we don't, at least I don't, and I think a lot of men, we tend to do things one at a time. And a lot of times they tend to do it very, very well. But like you said, man, it takes energy to stop, put it up, and move over into this other area to focus on whatever the heck it was you were saying, because we definitely don't remember that. Yeah. And so then later the wife says, well, I told you we had to go to so-and-so tomorrow night, or I told you we needed to do, or I asked you so-and-so, and maybe you even answered, but really because you were not able to be fully there, that's where we end yeah, up yeah, tripping up a lot of It's like times. we got bits and pieces, and somewhere that data file was corrupted in our brains. Yes. And so you may have said, okay, we need, I need to be ready, need you to be ready at uh, 7 o'clock because we've got to be there at 7.30, and you need to dress up for it. You need to do all this. And I might hear half of that. And so no telling what I might be wearing or definitely if I'm going to be ready on time at all for that Correct. event, whatever it might be. Now, one of the things that we found, though, in talking about this is it was enlightening. Because now I realize that if I really need and want your attention about something, I need to say hey, I need to ask you about so-and-so, or can we talk, or are you going to be done in a few minutes, or when can we talk? Because then that way, I'm not frustrated that you're not listening, and then you're able to kind of finish what you're doing, or at least say, okay, I can stop here, and let me move to you. That, that's true, except half of the time, you're on the other side of the house, uh-huh. and, and you're hollering things to me, and then expecting me to hear you and know what you're saying when I'm engaged you in something else. And then later on, I'm in trouble because I didn't hear what you said to me hollering from across the house. Okay. All right. That That's probably a different topic. Okay. But yes, the idea of the way we process, but really understanding that. And again, if you and your spouse are a little bit different than this, that's that's great. That's fine. But thinking about how many of our issues potentially come out of really the way that we're wired and the way we're processing things. And the other piece of that, I think, is for a female, generally speaking, everything interconnects again. So the idea is... It's like that bowl of spaghetti. Yes. All the noodles are connected. And if I am struggling at work or something is happening at work and then... I'm not saying that we cannot learn to set that aside and come home and not have that affect us, but I do think it's harder at times because there's no box that we go get in. It is work and it is home and it is the finances and it's the kids 
and it's our life together and my parents and our friends and our schedule, it all touches one another. So I can't have an issue over here and it not affect something else. So for you to understand that about me is really important, right? Yeah, and that that is that's one of the frustrations. And now we know when we're talking about brain architecture, this next part isn't it. I think this is more observation wise. You often hear about that men have these boxes or compartments or mailboxes or whatever you want to call them. I love the box, the mailbox. And it, it, it's the idea that, you know, we have all these different areas of our life where often for a woman, everything's interconnected with men because we are more linear in our thinking. It's like, you know, okay, my job is in this box. My wife is in this box. My Got kids are in box. this box. My leisure activities are in this box. And, you know, when we want to talk about it, we go to that box and it doesn't interconnect. And and because of that, you know, that does give us that ability to be hyper-focused and to do those things. I think, you know, and that's, a, that's one of the profound differences. I know it's frustrating to you because you can't do that. And, and oftentimes, because we don't struggle with if I got a problem at work, it may not affect me at home or in the bedroom. I mean, even if I lost my job or something, that obviously would. But just those day-to-day issues in each of those, they tend not to bleed over into the other area. And that's harder, I think, in general for a female, for some of that, if you would, bleeding over into the other areas not to happen. So I think acknowledging that and and maybe beginning to, if you would, embrace it. Like the fact that God made your brain, he made you, he made males in general so different than he made females. But it's kind of cool if we're willing to, to let this unfold and see the uniqueness of the way God has wired each one of us. Yeah, I agree. Hey, let's talk about one area in particular, I think that we often see this, that we see both of those things come in, that you talk about the interconnectedness with women, men being able to compartmentalize things. And that's sort of how we handle problems and stress. Typically for you, if you've got a problem, if you're feeling stressed about something at work or somewhere else, how would you, and oftentimes other females, how do they often deal with that? Many times, females tend to process what's happening by verbalizing it. And so as I talk through what's going on, that ends up being my way of processing what needs to happen. And so talking about it, working through it, repeating it, talking about it again. and again and again and again. Yes, but it's the way we get from point A to C. Yeah. And so I think we've seen that in a lot of couples we've worked with that we sort of see that same thing. That's what women want to do. And for men, because that's not generally how men do it. Men sort of go back into their cave, into their box. They think about it. And when they finally figure it out, then they may come out and talk about it and sort of say, hey, there is a problem. This is what I think we're going to do. They're waiting until they have almost a solution on their own. And maybe the only time they're going to come out of that box is when they just can't figure it out. What's interesting is very likely the man and the woman end up with a solution or at least a 
possible solution, but the man may have not verbalized much of it out loud until he gets to the solution where the woman has talked through all the different nuances getting there. But you both ended up there, but for it's me... Just, yeah, it's just a different path and a different way that we get there. But a lot of times, if you don't understand that, that can almost become really frustrating between each oh, other. Oh, absolutely, because let's say if it's something about your children or something that's definitely a joint thing in your lives together, okay? So the wife is thinking, well, well, let's talk about this. Let's talk about what the child's doing. Let's talk about what our options are. How should we handle this? What should we think about this? Should we be upset? What should we do? A, B, C, da, da, da. And you're just going on and on and on. You may not say anything to me about it, which honestly drives me crazy because I want some feedback, right? I want you to throw out some stuff and you just go run and get in that box. Right? Yeah, that's right. I'm in, I'm in my box right now. He's in his box. No, I Y'all can't see him, but um, he's gone in his box. And, and so I know one of the things we've talked about, and I have no idea where I heard this, but it was it was a revelation in our relationship. Um, because you do want to talk about things, and that's how you talk things out yes. to come to your conclusion. And men typically, and oftentimes... You sort of tell us, and then you say, well, how do you feel about this? Or what do you think about this? And very often, that's what you get from me. Just That sort was of just silence. silence. You just yeah. you couldn't see him, but he just had his mouth kind of open with nothing coming out. Yeah, we heard this somewhere along the line. And we actually have sort of instituted this in our relationship, and it's the idea that a lot of times men, and again, I don't, I have no idea where they came from, but it seems valid to me. This idea that we need about six or seven hours to sort of mull things over and not just talking about them, but probably mulling over in our brains before we're ready to talk about it. So the way this has worked in our relationship, and as Johnny said, really beneficial. So if I want to talk about one of the kids, what I say is, or there's something going on, I might say in the morning, hey, we really need to talk about Cole tonight. Sorry, Cole, that we're making that up. We really don't talk about Johnny. But um, we really need to talk about Cole tonight. So will you think about and then throw out whatever my thought is? And that way, I'm, I mean, I really want Johnny to answer me like on the spot. Like, just give me a gut reaction. Just give me something. But he doesn't. It just, so it was so frustrating. So it works better to say, hey, tonight, can we talk about X? Yeah, and that gives me time to really, because we're not going to have a ready answer typically, unless it's something we've already considered ourselves. But a lot of times when we haven't, we just need time to process it and go through the all the permutations and figuring out, okay, what? Well, and then we're ready to talk about it later. Which has really helped. It's helped us in the sense that it gives you that heads up, if you would, again, to do your way of processing. But then and, you don't get frustrated with me because I can't come out with an answer right away. Right. Yeah. And so at least I put it out there. And I don't mean like, what do you want for dinner tonight? That probably doesn't need to be a seven-hour deal. I mean, I guess it could. But No, that's because I'm usually doing the cooking. Yes, okay. But, but I think if that happens to be your scenario in your relationship, then I would suggest, we would suggest you give this a try. This has been great for us yeah it really has it's it's 
it, it's allowed me, because a lot of times as a guy, I don't want to say anything because if I have an immediate reaction, I know they're going to be held accountable for that. <laughs> and I don't want to have to do it when I really haven't thought about it and gone through everything in my brain. It, it's typically, I think most men, where again, women, the way they come to the decision is just by talking about things. For guys, we're sort of playing different scenarios in our head. If we do this, if we do this, this might happen, go to this direction. And we don't want to just talk about it. That's all a mental process with me. And then when I've thought about it, then I'll come, hey, these are some ideas that I have about this. And I think um, I would say this for, for, some, for some women, that one of the things we want to be mindful of, because we do have a need a lot of times, a strong need for that connection and that ability to be able to talk through things. And I believe God has given women a desire for relationships, really from the, the garden. That's part of why he made Eve and, the, and females. But I think the idea that we don't want to ask our husband to be like our best girlfriend. And so I think there are places that we can have that kind of ability to really process and talk out loud at times with a friend and not always expect that of our mate. Yeah, but I, I do think, though, that, you know, for me as a husband, and this is something I've really learned over the years that, I mean, if you're, if I'm going to be the most, if we're going to be that one emotionally, spiritually, then there does need to be that sharing back and forth. And so I think let's just sort of end on a couple of things here that I think are sort of go along with this. Um, one, we talked about this before, sort of that linear thinking men, when they hear a problem, they have a fix it mentality. And so oftentimes where you just may want to talk about it, you don't want me to fix it. But if I'm thinking I'm supposed to fix it, as soon as you say the problem, I've stopped listening to you and my brain brain goes into that fix it mode. Okay, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with this? So pretty much so we can move on and go do our own stuff. Is go usually into what another we're box. Yeah. So one of the things that we found with you is for you to give me permission. Yes. So I say, Johnny, I just need to talk. Can I just talk? and tell you what's going on with whatever it is. Yeah, I know this is bad because we sort of have time limits. It's like maybe 15, 20-minute time limit, and then I'm probably... His brain is fried. Crazy. But it, Or I say, Johnny, I really do want your input on this. So will you hear me give these couple of scenarios, or let me tell you the situation. I want to know what you think. I really am asking for some guidance here. And so sometimes it frees them to just be in the moment and listen if you're not really asking for, for, for a solution. Right. Yeah, because again, oftentimes for Carla, her way of coming to her own solution is just talking back sort of that, that verbal tennis back and forth to help her come to the solution that she needs to come to. So that is, so women, maybe give your husbands the heads up on when you're talking about something, what is it you're wanting out of that discussion? Yeah, if you want a solution, say, hey, I need you to help me come up with an answer. What should I do? But if not, if you're in that process of just, you're really going through the mental gymnastics and do it verbally, then just say, hey, can you just listen to me right now? I don't need to fix it. I just need you to listen to me. 
And I think those are some, a few things. Obviously, there's a, a boatload of things we can talk about when we're talking about male and female, but some sort of key places to start that if you haven't thought about these things, then maybe that's something you might want to put some of these ideas in place because that for us, again, is really helpful because this is an area that we we struggle with. And what, as you said at the beginning, what happened is, or what happened to us a lot, me especially, Johnny would process probably like a male was is processing. But I took some of that brain gender differences, if you would, and I made him a heart issue. Yeah, it was like, he's not listening to me the way I need to be listened to. He must not love me. Yeah. Or and when I tell her that oftentimes when I've heard it for about the third time and she's talked about it, I'd say, just quit thinking about it. Because I didn't realize she couldn't quit thinking about it. Because that was the way I was processing. So I think it's really helpful when we can know this about one another. Yeah. It's, I think there's, like Carla said, there are lots and lots of those differences. But again, for us, when we started out, and even still, there's some times that I've got to be reminded of this. You know, hey, God created us different. And it is an awesome, awesome thing. And again, hey, understand the difference. What's head differences aren't necessarily heart problems. It doesn't mean they don't love you. It may mean they don't understand you. And that's sort of the whole marriage thing, getting to understand each other. Those will be other podcasts. But it doesn't mean they don't love you. Uh Hey, God knew what he was doing when he created us the way that he did. And each of us as couples and each of us as individuals are created uniquely like nobody else in the world. And so what we challenge you to do is you figure out what works best for you. But these, I hope, are just a couple of good tips for you to to really work on and and maybe make things go a little bit smoother in your relationship. Folks, thanks for being with us. We appreciate, again, your time. We are so grateful that uh, we know time's valuable. And we're just so grateful that you gave it to us. Carly, give them a goodbye. Goodbye. All right. And we will catch you later, okay? Thanks a lot, folks. Later. Later.